is Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement or how to buy consulting services. You'll get tips on how to use consulting, buy consulting, and managing the consulting. And now your host, Ellen Lafitte. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement. I am Hélène, and today, this is the third episode of a series, How to Buy Consulting Services Like a Pro. And I'm going to tell you why it pays off to write an RFP for consulting services. But before we get started, let me briefly recap what we discussed last week. We discussed the value consultants bring to their clients, and it's clear that they provide tremendous technical as well as political value. Their expertise allows them to offer external insight, accurately diagnose problems and formulate solutions, contract actual blows plan for improvement initiative and assist in implementing those very same initiatives. But consultants also help to legitimize decisions and encourage stakeholders to set their differences aside and reach a consensus. They act as advisors for top leadership while enforcing unpopular yet necessary changes that are required during cutting or restructuring project, for instance. That is what we refer to as political value. So consulting can be a powerful lever of value creation, but measuring that value is not always easy. Luckily, there are many ways to measure the impact of consulting on a company or project. Direct value includes savings and productivity enhancements, while long-term benefits include sustainability growth and increased valuation over time. Cost avoidance measures can demonstrate precisely how much cash has been saved compared to what would have likely been spent otherwise. As a procurement leader, it's your responsibility to secure the best value for your organization. Yet finding this solution is far from easy peasy. You must also consider overall deliverables and cost avoidance in order to looking for the most cost effective solution. And in order to attain success, Four key aspects must remain at forefront of your search, ensuring the ability of fit of consulting teams, obtaining impactful outcomes from beginning to end through comprehensive RFPs, sourcing fast and cost-effectively within your budget. So if you missed our incredible episode of Smart Consulting Sourcing last week, don't worry. Our podcast is available on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube for your convenience. And in case you're looking for something else this time around, feel free to check out our website, consultingquest.com, where the full transcript can be found in the thought leadership section. So don't hesitate and longer catch up with us today and discover what you have been missing. Now, let us delve into the not worthy topic of today's episode, why an RFP is essential for consulting services. So I worked really hard to keep this brief since I could go on and on about consulting RFPs, but I thought that offering a two-hour podcast might be a bit too much for you to handle, right? So let's get started with the basic. What is an RFP? So an RFP is a request for proposal. It's a document that companies issue to external consultants as part of the sourcing process to describe the work to be done. It usually contains information about the scope of work, timeline, budget, criteria for selecting a consultant, and other project details. So let's delve deeper into why it is essential to clearly outline your requirements in an RFP. 
The primary purpose of doing so is simple. It ensures that you and the consultants mutually understand expectations. And doing this will also help ensure everyone remains on the same page about objectives, timelines, and deliverables. Only once you have described and agreed on your expectations, can you describe what type of consulting firm you would need to work with? So let me give you an example. Let's imagine you want to improve the way you manage your innovation portfolio. Now you already have a dedicated group in charge of innovation that has processes in place and just needs a boost or a refresh. And you don't really need consultants to transfer knowledge or train your team. You just need a diagnosis and an actionable improvement plan. But if your teams are new and inexperienced, then that's another story, right? While similar on paper, these two projects will have different deliverables and might end up with different consulting firms. So moreover, it's essential to ensure that the consulting firm guarantees results over means. The only way to guarantee this, describe precisely what you need in terms of results. <laughs> so the next reason is that it will impact the when and the how long. You know, the duration of a project is a balance between the content covered in the scope and the staffing allocated to the project. And to ensure that the consultants you're working with have adequate resources for your project, it's important to communicate clear expectations. So for example, if you want your project completed in within four weeks and expect a specific scope of work, you have to make this known earlier because otherwise there's a risk they may only be able to deliver in six weeks given their bandwidth constraints. Last but certainly not least, the impact will reflect the feasibility of the scoping. So why is it so important? Because if you don't lay down your expectations on paper, then you will never know what real results you can reasonably expect. So let's imagine that you want to explore new markets for a new technology you just developed. You decide not to write an RFP because you don't listen to my podcast and you just agree with the consulting firm you want to explore opportunities in your market. The consulting firm, an expert in the field, knows right away that you should focus first on adjacencies and markets close to your core business. And that's how they build their proposal. Then you'll be disappointed and you and they will have lost time and money. But now let's put some time constraint on the table for the launch of this project. Yes, I think you got it. So indeed, defining an RFP ensures that the consultants understand your needs and not only submit a proposal that answers your needs and start the project on the right foot. However, this is only the tip of the iceberg. There are other advantages to writing an RFP for consulting. Another reason is change management. You know, the scope of a project will determine what stakeholders will be impacted by the outcomes. And if you've been around for a bit, you know that managing the change for a project should start as soon as possible. Now let's imagine you are the project sponsor and you decide to launch a project to improve your processes. You identify the consulting firms you want to collaborate with and copy pasted an old RFP on your own. But there may be a surprise lurking around the corner. If some minor stakeholders have been left out of discussions until after the RFP has already gone through, 
They could put up roadblocks that stunt any progress made on project goals. Meaning what should be a smooth sailing is suddenly treading water. To guarantee success early down the line, it's essential to look at every stakeholder involved in decision-making, even the minor ones, and anticipate the impact the project will have on them and vice versa. And the scoping of the project is a wonderful opportunity for that. Here, it is all about taking advantage of the process to manage the change in the most efficient way. Now, let's talk a bit about the price, shall we? So the breadth of a project directly impacts the timing of a project, the workload of the consultants, uh, the staffing required, and as a result, the price. So put simply, you can't leave the scope and expectation of your project up in the air as it only leads to confusion and insecurity. And you know, in order to factor in potential risk associated with such unclear objective, consultants often add a caution into their pricing structure. Now, allow me to share a story with you. So recently, I was working on an assignment where my client wanted to collaborate with a notable uh, consulting firm from the big four or MBB for political reasons. Right, does that sound familiar? Yes, it's likely because we discussed this last week. So we were able to reduce the overall cost of the consulting firm by a substantial 40% with a design to cost strategy, as opposed to going from the scope of work and arriving to at an estimate, this approach works in reverse. We create a proposal within a given budget. So here I have the senior partner on the phone and he tells me, you know, we prefer working in a situation like this. Um, we feel much more comfortable when the client knows what he wants and everybody is on the same page. Mind you, even the big consulting firms like a good RFP. Hmm. Interesting, right? So all the advantages mentioned earlier should be paramount for any strategy, operation, HR, other functional leaders. This is essentially classic project management principles applied to consulting. The same rigorous standards you apply to your in-house project should be applied when selecting external consultant. It is that easy. Now, let me talk to my procurement friend for a bit. We are going to discuss fair competition and contract management. Ooh. So if you don't provide specific information regarding the project background and context, then your incumbents will have an advantage. So to ensure fairness in your selection process for new consulting firms, it's essential to set out a comprehensive RFP. If you want to expand your panel of consulting firms, including tier two and tier three companies, but don't give those newcomers enough information in their RFPs, all your effort will be futile. Put plainly, you're pissing in a violin, as we say very elegantly in France. If you're looking just to fill the box and do not plan on taking your time to evaluate each firm, don't bother with the competition process. You know, replying to an RFP is energy consuming and costly for a consulting firm, both of which should be taken into consideration. Almost 50% of a consulting partner's day is devoted to business growth and developing relationships. Don't take advantage of them without giving back in some way. Don't use them as bargaining chips. Give your partners the respect they deserve. And that's all I will say on the matter. <laughs> 
So last but not least, let's discuss contract management. It might not be the most exciting part of procurement, but it's critical nonetheless. What did you agree on if you don't clarify your requirements and add them to the SRW or consulting agreement? Time. That's it. The only way to get your consulting suppliers to commit to results rather than means is to describe the expectation in the contract you signed with it. And if and when the dispute arises, then you have a reference you can use to support your case. Did you notice that I didn't even mention the competition and bidding process? That's because many executives and consultants mistakenly assume RFPs are only needed when launching a competition. But if you listen carefully, most of the reasons I mentioned are independent of whether or not you organize a bid process. Organizing competitions are not always the best option. There are excellent reasons for not organizing one, actually. Unite, uniquely skilled consulting firms, SQL project, very short project, very little time to launch a project. But what is always, 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 always necessary is to articulate your needs and formalize them into an RFP and an SOW. When crafting an RFP, it doesn't matter who is the author as long as they have a deep understanding of all the essential components necessary to guarantee that this project and procurement process run smoothly from start to finish, covering everything from management of change through final payment. The thing is, executive and procurement rarely achieve this big picture perspective, which is why working together is essential. My go-to phrase, collaboration. A team effort will make all the difference for success. So to wrap up this episode, RFPs are essential documents when engaging an external consultant to ensure a successful outcome. By clearly outlining project requirements and expectations, you can define the right consulting firm needed for the job, assess timeline, feasibility, and budget constraints, as well as manage change more effectively all the time. RFPs not only create fair competition in bidding processes, but also facilitate contract management by adding detailed information in SRW or consulting agreement contracts, regardless of whether there is competition between consultants or one has already been chosen. So remember this above all else. RFP is central and collaboration between different business units and procurement is key to creating flawless requests for proposal. That's your takeaway for today. If you need help with anything relating to this topic, please don't hesitate to contact us. So don't miss out on our upcoming episode next week where we discuss the age-old question of do I always need to use an RFP? From RFIs and beyond, we'll provide you with actionable advice so that you can choose the best option for your needs. So join us as we explore this fascinating topic. I'm sure to be scintillating. Till then, stay safe and happy sourcing. And if you have any questions regarding today's topic or any consulting procurement related topic, actually, remember you can always contact me directly by email or on LinkedIn because I'm always game for a chat. Bye and see you next week. Au revoir. You've been listening to Smart Consulting Sourcing, the only podcast about consulting procurement. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at consultingquest.com.
find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. For questions and comments, send an email to ellen.lafitte at consultingquest.com. See you next time.